The already intense and climactic Parshas Vayera finishes with a bang in the narrative known as Akedas Yitzchak. Though after years of hearing of the story, we may have become numbed to it, the more we really think about it, the more we realize how absolutely mind-blowing it is. But again, it is very easy to become desensitized to Akedas Yitzchak. And what, in fact, we're supposed to take away from the story is actually not so clear. For starters, though, one might say that the point of the story was that it was a test. Akedas Yitzchak was Hashem's test for Avram Avinu. Would Avram actually engage in the incredible and seemingly horrible deed that God was instructing him? But we have to wonder, what kind of test was this? What was Hashem trying to gauge and prove through this test? At first glance, one might say that Hashem's instructions for Avram in this trial were, quote-unquote, simple enough. Offer your son Yitzchak as a sacrifice. Obviously, simple in this case, though, could not mean easy. Although this commandment was certainly easier said than done, it was at least straightforward. And, of course, sacrificing a son is hard. Who said tests are supposed to be easy? So perhaps by now we have a concept of the difficulty of that which Hashem was asking Avraham. Not only is it obviously unimaginably painful to execute one's own son, but the implications of this command were contradictory to Hashem's earlier promise that Yitzchak would live to inherit Avraham. But at the end of the day, it was a test. And good for Avraham, Baruch Hashem, he demonstrated his unwavering devotion to Hashem by passing with flying colors and by raising the knife toward his son. But the best part of the story is that at the end, Avram did not actually have to slaughter his son to succeed in his trial. In the nick of time, Hashem set an angel to stop him. And this is the detail that seems to be the one that makes the story worth it. It allows us to rest assured and know that everything is going to be okay. In the end, we know that God in his profound mercy and divine morality would never actually demand that one slaughter his innocent son. But is the story that simple? Hashem tested Avraham by intentionally convincing him, at least temporarily, that he wanted him to kill his own son. And granted, no one actually ends up dying in the story, but are we supposed to just accept the story as it is? This might be an unfair question to ask, but suppose Hashem did not send the angel to stop Avraham in his tracks. Yes, Hashem caught Avraham before it was too late, but until he did so, to Avraham's knowledge, there was not going to be a happy ending. And if Avram had to struggle with that question in real time, we can at least try to sit on that same question as a hypothetical. So assuming that Hashem was not planning on calling it off, is that something that theoretically we, in a similar position, should be able to accept the way Avram did? Now one might argue back that of course Avram didn't think there was going to be a happy ending because that was the whole test. Once again, Avram responded appropriately. And similarly, if God should ever ask and test man under such a terrifying condition, so the correct response would be to accept it and act in accordance with divine will. But if we accept that as truth, then from where Avraham stood at the moment before Hashem stopped him, if we were to drop the anchor right then and there, we would be left with two horrifying givens. Given number one, Hashem had commanded Avraham to commit an act of pure evil. Given number two, Avraham was about to actually commit an act of pure evil. Indeed, the more serious thought we give to the story and the more we try to actually stand in the shoes of Avraham Avinu, the more difficult the story becomes. Because again, assuming we don't know the end, and to Avraham's best understanding, Hashem had commanded him to engage in an act of pure evil. So forget the natural love that Avraham must have had for his son. The act he was instructed to perform is inherently evil. 
And not only that, again, given number two, Avraham committed himself to that very act of evil. And the question is, how are we supposed to look at Avraham Avinu? Intuitively, we laud him for the incredible act of trust, devotion, and absolutely unwavering obedience to Hashem. And as religious Jews, we aspire to have such steadfast determination in our personal Avodah Hashem. But from a moral and ethical and human standpoint, how are we to look at Avraham Avinu? He blindly followed God's orders, but at the cost of what he knew to be the morally correct decision. So once again, we know the act was immoral because God would not let him ultimately go through with it. But what that means is that at the time, Avram was expected to believe that in fact, number one, God had issued an immoral command, and that two, Avram actually committed himself to that immoral act. Now, if the act was so inherently evil, why would Hashem insist for even a moment that Avram commit himself to it? And why is it that, you know, it's commendable that Avram completely discarded his sense of absolute moral truth in the face of a religious ob- obligation? Maybe one can argue that the appropriate thing for Avram to have done at the time was to look God in the face and refuse to engage in such inherently evil behavior. Put his foot down. But obviously that's not what happened. The question is, why not? Morality is also a product of God's creation. And yet in this story, God seems to have pinned morality against what we we might call religious conviction. After all, the Chumash is clear that this was a test of Avram's Yiras Shemayim. Hashem says this much. But again, you know, it was Yiras Shemayim against Hashem's own morals. And Avram was apparently supposed to choose one over the other. And apparently he chose correctly. So given all of the above, how are we as hopefully religious Jews and moral humans to relate to God and his beloved servant Avram Avinu. What does Hashem really want us to learn from Akedas Yitzchak? So before we can fully appreciate the answer to this very important question, there are two more items that we have to consider, one which we have not yet discussed and one which we mentioned several times in passing. The first item is Avraham's sense of morality. Although this seems to have been compromised during Akedas Yitzchak, when Avram was prepared to slaughter his innocent son without once questioning the morality of such a deed, but if we rewind to the beginning of Parshas Vayera, it's clear that Avram is not shy about questioning the seemingly immorality in the divine will. This is apparent when Hashem revealed that he was going to be destro- destroying Sodom, and Avram actually pressed God on the notion that God might actually destroy the righteous along with the wicked. In that case, Avram challenged what he understood to be an absolutely immoral will of God. So Avram had an unquestionably keen sense of morality. The second item we have to remember is what we described earlier as that happy ending. Let us put the emotional aspect aside for a moment and recall the moral implications. It's not just a happy ending, but it's a moral ending. When Hashem withholds Avram from engaging in that act of evil, that's a moral ending. That means that at the end of the day, whatever God's will looks like, apparently he would never simply command us or even allow us on the basis of his will to engage in evil behavior. But what we learn from the Akedah is that God apparently expects us to commit ourselves to and engage in an act that might look so plainly evil, but so long as it is his will, we have to do it. And this is the great test of the Akedah. We know that in hindsight that, number one, Avraham was a moral individual. And two, apparently so is God. And if something looks immoral, we should wonder and perhaps protest But if God issues a command that looks immoral, that is when we have to temporarily suspend our questions and moral qualms and engage in the will of God. If you were given a task, 
from God, you do it. And why? Is it because your Shemayim is more important than moral truth? No, not necessarily. But because trust in God and the actual aspect of your Shemayim entails that we accept that God's will is moral, even when it absolutely does not appear that way. The Akeda demonstrates what Avram already knew, and that is that if God is going to absolutely insist that we go along with something, it must be moral. And indeed, when it apparently was not moral, Hashem made sure to stop Avraham. But until that point, one's job is not merely to blindly obey the religious obligation, but to fully trust in the divine morality of that religious obligation. That is because, in the end, if it is Hashem's will, Yiras Hashem states that despite our own human concept of morality, there is never truly a contradiction between religion and morality.